<laughs> Rattalone's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings your Garage Logic podcast number 582, March 18th, 2021. God, that miraculous, lovely spring of 2012. It was 79 degrees on this day in 2012. Oh. And eight below in 1923, and we have an ice out today. A March 18th ice out in the year 2000 on Lake Minnetonka. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, Hi. John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense. Your mayor, Joe Sushere. Hi there, United States of America. That's a new thing now, isn't it? Bless your heart. <laughs> well, I think it's. Uh, I think we have to salute it because it's under threat. Reavers, uh, get the bucket out. Scan bucket. Already, uh, we're oh. ninety seconds into the show. I know. I know. All right. All right. This, this involves yesterday. All right. Oh gosh, I'm ready. John, you have something too. Uh, I I do. Yes. Can I now? Let me ask a quick question, just to clarify. Do I wait till all the things I'm getting ripped on to submit the coins, or do I do them one at a time? Uh, hold your applause till the end. Got it. <laughs> on the, this from Tim on the St. Patrick's Day broadcast, you said that the song "It's Hard Out Here for a Pimp" had won an Emmy. Reavers immediately jumped in to correct you, claiming that the song won a Grammy, not an Emmy. He even no. compared you to the infamous Pac-Man Jones. Yep. Reavers is also eligible to join the Pac-Man Jones Club. Okay. The song did not win a Grammy either. It won an Oscar. The song was featured in the cinematic masterpiece Hustle and Flow, uh-huh. and it won an Oscar for Best Original Song in 2016. I'm sorry, in 26, in 2006. It should be noted that the Irish pimp version of this song was snubbed by all three nominating committees, <laughs> even though it has since become a St. Patrick's Day classic. I believe this was due to wokeness. The committees obviously thought it was cultural appropriation for a Polish singer to pretend to be an Irish pimp. Uh, all right, and John, and wait, I have wait. one also. Uh, yesterday, no, I, I said, "Hold your applause oh, to the end, please." Oh, hold I your applause to the end. I'm sorry. Now you're going to get uh, money in the scan bucket just for that, Reavers. <laughs> just for that. <laughs> Damn it! I was listening to the show yesterday, and uh, actually, you all are at fault for the front part of this. Uh, somebody quoted the song "City of New Orleans." And none of you had a clue what the hell the song was. Nope. What's the name of the song? I, mean, I, I don't ever remember. And then Reavers blurts out, oh, "This is John Denver." <laughs> um, no, no, John Denver didn't do "City of New Orleans." It was a a hit record for Arlo Guthrie. It was written by uh, the late great Steve Goodman, and uh, in my estimation, the best version is Willie Nelson's. There you go. Um, I, I have an excuse. I, I have an excuse for not knowing. Okay. I hate the song. That's a great song. I don't Kenny's- like it. Kenny's razor, never attribute to malice that which is adequately explained by not giving a rat's ass. (laughs) And in my defense, John, (sighs) I said John Denver knowing full well it wasn't John Denver. I just threw out a name. I I think you're making that up. So are we we ready, Joe, or do you need to add more to the scan bucket? (laughs) Kenny, you got anything? No, that was Uh, it. That was it. I'm hoping we'll move on because we've got a lot of things to get out of the way here. Get out of the way. Including uh, uh, Steve who writes, I'm a GL snowbird who spends about three to four months of the year in the Phoenix, Arizona area. I hike 
roughly four to five days a week, and this is hiking, not walking. Most days I am listening to Garage Logic on my headphones. Ironically enough, when I was at the Phoenix Mountains Preserve today, I was oh. able to catch your piece on the LA Times claiming that I'm benefiting from white privilege and maybe a racist. Nothing could be further from the truth. While on the trail, I meet people of all ages, sizes, and skin colors. As a matter of fact, a high number of the people I meet are Latinos or people of Mexican descent. Everyone who's on the trail is nice and welcoming. We are all out enjoying the fresh air, getting our exercise, and being healthy, thus reducing the guilt when you have those two cervezas at 5 o'clock while sitting by the pool. <laughs> Last point, most of the parks in Arizona are free, so even if you don't have a lot of extra cash, all you have to do is get there. Tomorrow I'm going to the Meekum Car Auction in Glendale. I don't know if this is a racist or white privilege event or neither. Either way, I'm going to enjoy the day with my wife. We are both huge car fans. She has a 2010 yellow Corvette Grand Sport, and I have a 68 Cadillac DeVille convertible named Elvis. The left can just stay home and be angry that I'm going to enjoy the day. Keep pushing back, Steve, in West Lakeland Township. And he sent a great picture of the hiking area. I'm holding it up there for you. See? Can you see that audience? In the mountains of, uh, <laughs> of Arizona. Uh, there are no barriers to anyone going for a walk. We've established that. In fact, the word barricading uh, from Dave Bliss in Bulgaria has become uh, a new part of the GL lexicon. Joe, would you repeat the name of the park that he said he was hiking through? Because that sounded really interesting as a guy that might be in that area in the coming weeks. Uh, Phoenix Mountains Preserve. Oh, that sounds lovely. I'm going to write that down. Mm -hmm. uh, as, as Kenny noted yesterday, he is of the mind that the people of Minneapolis are beginning to awaken to the trouble they're in. And today, the play story in the Star Tribune is the, uh, the account of the police insisting that the Floyd site must be made safe. They're even calling in the FBI. It's not a sacred place. Don't give me your BS. It's lawless. It's drug-infested. It's full of guns, shootings. You name it. That needs to be opened. And what we really learn is that Chief Madaria Arredondo agrees that it should be open, but we get no time frame for opening it. I don't understand why it's not open. May I? Yes. My prediction, it's going to be open by the time we talk tomorrow. Really? Ooh, They're not interesting. going... I don't believe they're going to announce when they're coming in. I believe they're going to strike hard and fast, and by this time tomorrow or maybe 48 hours, it's going to be open. I don't think they're going to give them time to get ready for a protest, a fight, whatever. I think they're going to go in and get it done and then set up security and not let it revert back to lawlessness. That's what I believe. Wow. Hmm. That's, That's a, a very prediction. bold prediction. Yeah, and I hope you're right. Thing, it's the only thing that makes sense, doesn't it? Yes. And I, God, I hope you're right, Kenny. It, it would explain the why the story really he never delves into anything that gives you right. any kind of time frame. But he I mean, did allude to it, and he is not passive about this. Oh no, he I says think it he, will be open. He, yeah. he said some strong words without actually giving away when it's going to happen. Let me well. Well, Arredondo said law enforcement, including the FBI, will restore peace to the area using all legal resources and tools. There will be an increased police presence near the intersection, he said. As a chief, I refuse to abdicate one block, one city block, to a group of individuals who choose violence over peace. 
federal law enforcement agencies, including the FBI, Minneapolis Field Office, the U.S. Attorney's Office, District of Minnesota, and the ATF of St. Paul Field Division, pledged their support and resources, standing with the chief Wednesday afternoon. Acting U.S. Attorney W. Anders Folk said the focus will be on bringing federal charges against those carrying or using firearms during robberies and carjackings or while dealing drugs. Folk said the community is gripped by fear. These are residents, these are business owners, and these are faith leaders who are simply trying to make a living to raise their families, to build up their community, and to uphold this space that to many has become a sacred memorial. That's BS, folk. I'm sorry you fell for that. I'm disappointed you fell for that sacred memorial nonsense. If it was a sacred memorial, it wouldn't be dangerous. Uh, and they must be able to do this in peace, he said. I think all of that lends some weight to Kenny's prediction. Mm-hmm. Let me ask I think a, oh, Go ahead, Kenny. We can only guess about what's going on behind the scenes, but I think Aaron Dondo, since last summer, has become more... Oh, what's the word? Strong or more in power or the mayor actually now, instead of trying to control the police chief, I think the mayor is looking uh, to the chief and saying, what should we do? And when uh, Aaron Dondo says what we should do, I think the mayor is going along with it. Uh, I think that's, and that's just a guess because we really don't know what's going on behind the scenes. But I think he's a strong, good chief. From a, from a. And he's finally been turned loose the way he should have been before um, the third burned down last summer. But let me, oh, I hope you're right again. But let me ask this question: H- How do you accomplish this? You know, for easy, f- easy. Yeah, I don't see it being a problem. Yeah. You don't. You bring okay. in some flatbed trucks and some forklifts, and you br- lift those damn concrete barriers, and you put them on there, and you have a police presence that says, "If you don't like this, people, it's too bad. This is a public thoroughfare, and it's time to be reopened." Yep. Even if you're met with resistance. Yep. Well, if you show up with enough law enforcement, uh, you, you will win that. Uh, you will win the resistance side of this. Just imagine this, people. Uh, uh, let's put it this way. I'll put it into a sports context. There are, somebody double-check me because I'm not going to count them. I'm on it. How many, uh, ma- how many cities in the United States have all four major league teams? And if you want to throw in soccer, make it five. If you want to throw in the WNBA, make it six. How many cities in this country have NHL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and football? Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. We are one of them. One of the 13 cities in the United States that has all four Major League teams, six if you want to include soccer and the WNBA, has seen two square blocks essentially being taken over by terror and nothing has been done about it. Hmm. Yeah. There's no debating that. Yeah. Whether... That's just a... A different prism to view this that we're one of the uh we're probably about the 15th largest media market in the country let's put it that way also and you have a city that has allowed a public thoroughfare to become an autonomous zone of lawlessness it, it's unconscionable in arredondo i can't believe this about arredondo arredondo didn't wake up to this yesterday no. no. Do you think he was advised not to either comment or pursue? 
I'm sure at the beginning of what we called it, like the Irish called it, the Troubles. Let's call it the George Floyd Troubles. At the beginning, I don't think the mayor was useful. Uh, he didn't know what to do. He was complicit in allowing the third precinct to become destroyed. It's just bricks and mortar. And I think their instincts as salon dwellers at the very beginning, their instincts were to uh, acquiesce to to people they believed to be were uh, hurt, hurting and, and mournful. And they decided to not take any action that would have compelled on their part some civic responsibility. They stepped back. And slowly but surely, somebody's getting to them. Somebody is getting to the mayor that you've got to listen to your police chief. How can you have two square blocks, essentially, in the middle of the 15th largest media market in the country, one of the 13 metropolitan areas that has four, all four major league sports, and you are letting it going to ruin in this area? How can that possibly be? Arredondo did not wake up to that yesterday and decide to hold a press conference. But somehow he's been able to put his foot down. And, and I'm, I'm, uh, Kenny's prediction is growing on me mightily, and I hope it's true. But there, that's really you. the only way he can do it. You I'll can't you announce got, it. You know who got to the mayor, Joe? We've seen it uh, play out in the Star Tribune. The citizens mm-hmm. of Minneapolis yeah. got to him. Yeah. Yeah, there's more letters and, today about it. And I don't think the citizens of Minneapolis should stop. When this gets cleaned up, I think we need to turn to the north side. That's just because the what's going yep. on. What's going on in South? You know, you let a, a read a listener a letter from a listener a couple of days ago. She was from the southwest side, and and I had empathy for her, but I kept thinking while you were reading it, I wonder what the Reverend Christopher is thinking about this because the north side has been. And this, I don't think this is hyperbole, a war zone mm-hmm. for years. And it's gotten so much worse in the last summer. I think we, this is the citizens finally being heard. Well, hence the pieces, the two pieces now from, uh, help me with the young fellow's name, Marcus uh, oh. Fuller. No, 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 not no, Marcus not Fuller. Right no, no. And he said, I'm living, in a, I'm living in a graveyard. Was no, it Williams? No, no. And, and unless we have it right, let's don't even bother to say it. I got it right here. It's not John Denver. Uh, Marcus, Marcus Hunter III. Hunter. That's there you go. Yeah. Uh, it's also interesting to note, and you brought it up, Joe, if we're the 16th or 15th uh, largest media market, the mm-hmm. media basically has ignored this yes. until the last, oh, I don't know what, month maybe? John, I've said on the show a number of times, including shows you were here, maybe shows you weren't, the the behavior of the Star Tribune uh, could not be more disappointing to me. Mm-hmm. They've only recently begun to look at this, and yeah. it's just a shame. Uh, the newspaper had a has an important role in, in championing their city. I'm not talking about being a homer, but they have an important role in being invested in the success of a city, the competence of a city, the yeah. law the uh, laws being followed in a city, they have done a lousy, lousy job mm-hmm. covering 38th in Chicago, a dreadful job. And they've got the manpower. They're lucky. They're owned by a guy, uh, Glenn Taylor, who has money, and they, they still have a pretty functioning newsroom and a, a, a healthy number of reporters, and there's no excuse for the way the media has handled it. And you can say that about all the television stations, too. Mm-hmm. So you're saying if Roycey showed up for work, they wouldn't instruct him, yeah, we moved about six blocks that way down the street. Well, that only happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> We're not here anymore. Oh, we moved, did we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said, well, you can't go up there. I said, why? He said, well, they're not there. Right. I said, what do you mean? Well, he said, they moved. 
They moved to Iowa. Right. <laughs> they didn't Lost. Tell you. Lost is a dictionary I've owned since 1969, my American Heritage Dictionary. It was, it was left on my desk, and oh. God only knows where it is. Oh, they didn't take it with them when they moved? I don't think they had any responsibility to clean up after those of us who were working at home. Where were we? Oh, uh, the responsibility of the newspaper to cover the story. Oh, it, yeah. it's been, it's been terribly disappointing. Terribly disappointing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, wake up, Minneapolis, and, and when this is over, you really need a different mayor, and you need a different council. Uh, as, even, as, even as the adjoining play story in the Star yeah. Tribune yeah, yeah, today, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> it's not enough to get rid of the police. We have new activism right. that is right. suggesting that the only people who will be in charge of the police are some elected civilians to sit on a review board. Yep. Yeah. Let's yeah. get her done. I'm sure that's going to work. Oh great. yeah. And then to but. be on that board, to be on that board, uh, these stories were too long for me to trim. To be on that board, you have to be of a certain uh, uh, political group. You have to be. Uh, oh, where is it? Well, it says right in the headline, Joe, and I thought the headline was kind of a slap in the face. The headline reads, activists want civilians, not city, to oversee Minneapolis police. I mean, they make it pretty clear that this isn't coming from the everyday blue-collar citizens of of Minneapolis. This is coming from activists. Mm -hmm. I actually have audio of the first uh, candidate, John. The police chief's role is to be able to have a vision of what it means Mm -hmm. for us to have a strong um, focus on what should police be focusing on. There we go. He's been groin kicked, hasn't he? Oh, yeah, many times. Okay, 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 okay. okay. The the group's proposal would amend the city charter to create a new civilian police accountability commission that would develop rules and regulations for the police department investigate complaints and use of force incidents, analyze patterns of police behavior and suggest policy changes. The commission would have the power over the establishment, maintenance and command of the police department and the authority to discipline police, including the chief. The commission would have 13 elected members who must have at least two years of experience protecting civil rights or be a survivor of police misconduct or a relative of someone killed by police. Martinez, the lead activist in this deal, said they are updating the proposal to Uh exclude people, to exclude people who work in law enforcement. And that, well, where's the money part of this? Some details of the commissioner's job, such as whether they would be full-time or part-time, and salary rates would be established in separate ordinances. Oh God! They're just—it's just they're—they're creating a a means by which they will redistribute more of the taxpayer money for this new dreamed-up out of whole cloth commission that will pretend it knows what it's doing. But here's the reason why I think this will completely fail, because Martinez. Uh, doesn't like what the city council has done and doesn't like what the mayor has done. So yeah, it's she's not, taking it's not on, been enough. Right. So she's taking, or he, excuse me, is it a he or she? It's I'm a sorry. he, I believe. Yep. Yeah. He's he. taking on both the council and the mayor, and this is going to go nowhere. This was a waste of ink. Well, let's, let's be factual here. The activist who seems to be spearheading this is, what the hell's his name? Uh, hold on, I'm scanning. Um, 
Michelle Gross, no. Uh, Philippe, no. Da, 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 da. Sam Martinez. There Sam. it is. Yep. Sam, Sam Martinez, organizer. And he says whatever's been discussed by the city council doesn't fix anything, doesn't do anything. Yeah. Do you uh, do you have the part of where you submit an application? No. Oh. <laughs> it's a separate ordinance. Oh, okay, got it. All right, Reavers, yeah. help me with something. <laughs> Reavers. Yes, sir. Help me with something. All right. Uh, I got a, a call from my sister, of all people. Okay. Who... Uh, believe she correctly used the red savoy app oh my god i have a bone to pick with you can i finish please and <laughs> no, then you can no don't finish <laughs> no and then went to get it uh went to get the pizza at the badness heights red savoy and they they did not have her on record uh, uh as properly ordering in a way that would have resulted in her getting the free cheese bread and i'm not going to explain it anymore because apparently i don't know what the hell i'm talking about <laughs> So, Reavers, help me here. Help okay. me. Hey, fade him out, Red Chris, Savoy fade him It's out. great. It's the best in town, but I'm screwing up everything about it. My shop is the Eden Prairie location. It's right next to the Eden Prairie Mall. Okay? I've been there yep. many times, many, many times. It's easy, but you keep explaining it wrong, you dumb dumb. All right. All you do, go to Red Savoy, the app on your phone, which is what I do. That's how I order it. Or just go to SavoyPizza.com. Okay. Yep. You order any large pizza. Doesn't matter. I always get the uh, the, the the sausage because that's what the boys like. The house. And then you also order the cheese bread. Right. Okay. So you place it as in your cart. Right. Once you go to checkout, right. that's when you enter the code. Joe. Yes. You have to order well, the bread. What are people doing wrong? Well, you keep saying enter the code and then they'll throw in the bread. No, 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 no. Oh. You have to add the cheese have to bread. Order it. Then when you enter the code, they take the price of the cheese bread off your total order. Ah, did you? Well, because I did that. I thought, well, wait a minute. This is how Joe told me to do it. And I went, wait a minute. I better add it to the cart first. (laughs) And sure enough, I enter Joe and boom, they take the price off. It's that easy. Okay. When did you most recently successfully accomplish this? Last evening. Okay. Okay. After I had had a couple pops and I'm screaming at my phone because it was St. Patrick's Day and she was going to go pick up the, the cheese bread and the pizza. Yeah. My God, it's that easy, Joe. Okay, it's Red Savoy. It's the best. It's been the best since 1965. And apparently, if you're not a technological Neanderthal, you can figure out how to put cheese bread in your cart and then uh, and then use Joe at checkout. There you go. And then when you go to get the pizza, you will not be charged for the cheese bread. There you go. Oh, they I knocked that I, off the total price. Oh, I think I got it now. Red Savoy original recipe. Even the sausage is an original Red's recipe. Red Savoy pizza. Uh, go on that thing that Reaver said. The app. The, you know, the, the app technology is super and stuff. easy. The app the, is super the, easy. The technology and stuff for Red Savoy, and you'll get the bread. Thank you very much. I have been a client of the Canopy Group for five years, and at my last renewal, they are still saving me money. Patrick Ricey here to talk to you about your home and auto insurance. How long have you been with your current insurance company? When was the last time your agent called you and said they could save you money and get you better coverage? This just happened to me. Truly, it did. Each year, the Canopy Group reviews my home and auto insurance with their 16 companies. This year, they saved me an additional $791. How? Because the Canopy Group is keeping an eye on my insurance needs and making sure I am always 
policies with the right insurance provider. Paying less and getting more is a concept I like. I can't promise that you'll save $791, but I can promise you they'll give you options. They'll even tell you if you should stay where you are with that company. Do what I did and contact them at thecanopygroup.com. That's thecanopygroup.com. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. The 2022 Skidoo Summit 850, moonmotorsports.com. There's a lot happening at Moon right now. Uh, snowmobile riders, now is your time to order your Skidoo or Polaris sleds. Now, here, I've been thinking about this since we talked about it earlier in the week, Such. What's it called when I buy all blue snowmobiles? There's a GL. Uh, Gold fishing. Gold, Gold fishing. fishing. Yep. So my Question comes with the 24-hour rule, because the Skidoo Spring order lasts until March 31st. You order a 2022 March 31st, and if I'm correct, you take delivery of that sled late summer, fall. There's no, that, 20, you, there's no 24-hour rule. I believe you're referring to the 48-hour rule. Right, right, right. I'm sorry, 48-hour yeah, yeah. rule. So does that, do you, since it's months and months that go by... Does the 48-hour rule count, or do you have to get it home within the confines of your own property for the 48 hours to start ticking? How does that the, work? The latter. You, you, you cannot count its time in storage as the 40-hour rule. The, the new sled must be available to be seen uh, in a 48, uh, when it's home. Okay. And if All on right. the 49th hour she says, what the hell is that, then you get to say, oh, are you kidding yeah. me? I've had that for it's months. Forever. Yeah. yeah, since March, March thirty first, yeah. actually. Yeah. Uh, the Polaris snow check order that lasts until April fifteenth, and don't forget, uh, this is still going on. All remaining in stock snow apparel and, and a, uh, apparel and a helmets now twenty five percent off. You can see it all if you can't understand my talking. Just go to moonmotorsports.com. <laughs> That's what where you'll uh, learn all the ins and outs. They've been celebrating fifty years, family owned and operated, a multi line power sports dealership in Monticello for fifty years. If you're wondering how to get the uh, machine of your dreams in the garage today or reserved. It's so easy to finance that rig. Moon has partnered with many lenders. They've leveraged these partnerships to bring you seasonally low rates with options for extended terms. I've said the nine brands before. Can anybody recite them? Of course you can't. Let me do it for you. Honda, Polaris, Can-Am, BMW, Triumph, Ducati, KTM, Yamaha, and Skidoo. I'm also, I've also got a salacious eye on some of those Ducatis. <laughs> Moon Motorsports, they're on the south side of 94, just a little jaunt west of 25 and Monticello, and you're gonna love the uh, you're gonna absolutely love the place. It's so cool. Again, moonmotorsports.com. You will also be a candidate to be subjected to the three prices you pay rule. Ooh. The price you pay, yeah. the price you told her you paid, yeah. and the price you'll pay when she finds out the price you paid. I, I've got to tell you, that's the one that scares me the most. Yeah. That's yep. that's the frightening one. A lot of people call that retaliatory spending, but in in GL, it's the three <laughs> prices you pay rule. Opinion piece, editorial from the Wall Street Journal. You'll recall in Minnesota here we discussed this academic program that is euphemistically called Due North, D-U-E, yes. Due North, mm -hmm. which uh, completely revolutionizes social studies uh, to be more of an ethnic uh, study group. 
in California, uh, it's, it's incredible. Uh, the push to mandate ethnic studies in California public schools has met resistance, including a surprise veto last year from Governor Gavin Newsom. He called for revisions in the model curriculum before the state required it. <clears throat> but now that some of the eyebrow-raising parts have been edited out, like an assignment about Jews gaining racial privilege, the final course will be presented to the state Board of Education today. Once it's approved, the legislature can again send Mr. Newsom its bill to make it mandatory for K-12 through students. So what will the California kids be taught? A multitude of ethnic groups have shaped the American experience, and some of that material presents that history. That's all to be expected. But the thrust of hundreds of pages of course outlines is to enlist students in progressive politics. One of the main focuses of ethnic studies in translating historical lessons in critical race theory into direct action for social justice, a course outline says. This requires that students are taught to view the American creed as sinister. One lesson plan introduces students to what it calls dominant narratives, defined as stories told in service of the dominant social group's interests and ideologies. A University of Michigan lesson plan that forms the basis for the outline explains that one example of a dominant narrative was the antebellum claim that slavery is necessary for the well-being of slaves. A contemporary example, according to the lesson plan, that America is a meritocracy and anyone can achieve their ambitions through hard work and perseverance. In other words, just as it was preposterous to say that slavery was necessary for the well-being of slaves, that was preposterous, what they're now saying, which I think is just as preposterous, is America is a meritocracy and anyone can achieve their ambition through hard work and perseverance. In other words, these new studies in California believe that to be a false statement, just like slavery was good for slavery. They believe this to be a false statement. Why would California want to teach young people that their dreams of rising through merit are akin to defenses of slavery? Because a core tenet of ethnic studies is that a person's identity is determined first and foremost by group membership. Another teaching resource warns that if we accept meritocracy, then we would strive to do our best on our own and would focus on individual achievement. They're, disabuse, they're disabusing students of striving to do the best on their own. They're disabusing the students of the idea that they should be focusing on individual achievement. And, believe, and they believe the students will only uh, achieve through a collectivism. Ethnic studies wants to invert traditional American ideas of individual merit, opportunity, and success. It imposes its own dominant narrative that interprets all social interactions through the lens of oppression, including a worksheet on the four eyes of oppression, ideological, institutional, interpersonal, and, inter and internalized. If America's traditional narratives are designed to encourage social mobility and prosperity, California's proposed Marxist narratives are designed to encourage intergroup conflict and perpetual upheaval in existing institutions. 
That's explicit in sample assignments, such as drafting a manifesto of demands for the Third World Liberation Front or implementing a systemized campaign for social justice at their school. When we encounter dominant narratives, the curriculum says, we must always ask, what is the motivation behind this narrative? Californians would do well to ask the same question about the radical narrative promoted in this mandatory curriculum. The motivation is a left-wing power grab, and it's not in the interest of ordinary Californians of any ethnicity. We saw this in in the Due North plan, however Mm -hmm. subliminally. What you're seeing... Uh, and we're getting a sharper focus on uh, not only the failed academy, but why the academy has completely failed. What we're seeing is a turning away from what used to be called American exceptionalism. What we're seeing is a turning away of the idea that you can lift yourself up by your bootstraps and make a life for yourself and invent a better mousetrap. We're throwing that away and replacing it by encouraging you to identify yourself only as a member of a specific group and that any achievement will occur because of your collective activity. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So how do we explain, how do we explain to the white liberals that this is wrong without yelling and screaming and ranting and raving? How do we calmly and collectly explain? Because any opposition that you would try to provide for this suggests that you are, in fact, inherently racist. Well, I guess my argument, cornered at a cocktail party by someone who would believe in this, I would say, could you please give me examples of countries where this has worked? Well, they can't. Well, is it work in Venezuela? They can't, and they would counter with... We're breaking new ground here. We're leading. We're at the forefront. Forefront. We're trying we're, to spark we're the tip change. Of the sphere. Yes. All right. Let me let me rephrase what you're saying because you're on the right track. They would be they would be saying, well, what's wrong with examining and reviewing old ideas? That's what they would do. And I would say I would counter that by saying because the new ideas you're presenting are not better than the old ideas in terms of enhancing the human spirit. All they do is debase the human spirit take your individuality away and demand that you believe yourself only to be a member of a specific political class or group. Why is that a better idea than rising through the ranks with your own grit and determination? Yeah. But the kids are being told that's not the way to do it. That's patriarchal. That's the old way white guys did it. That's Western. It's a Western uh, patriarchy. Would you agree that we could use a change in curriculum? Uh, and like, boy, I didn't know we were going to go down this hole. Kenny's brain has got steam coming out of it. Uh, Calhoun, for example, we've changed the name of Lake Calhoun because we've discovered he's a bad guy. Why not, instead of erasing him from history, you know what, we've probably gone down this road already. Why not, uh, instead of preaching that Calhoun was this great, great guy, and ignoring the bad things he did, why not teach both sides? The example that always sticks with me is as a kid, I learned that Custer was slaughtered by the savages. Well, as it turns out, as I grew up and started reading a lot of books about the subject, Custer was a jackass and an idiot and an (laughs) egomaniac, and he got himself killed, and rightfully so. Why can't we teach that curriculum? Uh, You can, as far as in garage logic, you can. That's fine with me. Uh, 
many, 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 many ethnicities contributed to the success, to the success of this country. Yeah, yeah. Uh, many people of, of a variety of skin color have contributed to the success of this country. Their stories do not need to be hidden. Their stories can be part of the curriculum. But what they're doing with this new curriculum is that they're they're enlisting the people of color to believe that only the white narrative uh, has created the situation we're in today, which is a great situation. But they want the kids to believe it's a bad situation that can be corrected by their new way of thinking about it. And, and to put you, both those thoughts you guys just had, teaching both those sides doesn't take away from how great this country is oh, absolutely and, and what yeah. makes it great compared to other countries it would in fact enhance it if you actually had thinkers doing it <laughs> the, the custer thing i i love the natives that's that just wiped him out that was awesome that was the biggest encampment of native americans this country has ever seen and that was so cool and why can't both sides be taught because they want a carpet bomb. They're carpet bombing this. Yeah. They don't they they their their only goal is victory for their system. Their system is anti-American. Let's just call it what it is. It's anti-American because it's the concept, the ideological construct of America itself that is under attack. Mhm. And each generation of activist or whatever you want to call them seems to get more anti-American mm-hmm. since in in my estimation anyway. These kids yeah. are, 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 however, subliminally are being taught that America is a bad place. Mm-hmm. If it's such a bad place, why is there a crisis at the border right now? Oh. <laughs> why is there a crisis at the border? I'm glad you brought that up because I was reading an article. Which the Biden administration is handling poorly. Mm-hmm. And, and saying things like, well, it, 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 was the same, it was the same under Trump. Oh, it's all Trump's fault. It's all Trump's fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because the way that they're phrasing it, you know, under the Trump administration was, you know, kids are being locked in cages. And now they call it the Biden administration. uh Trump's policies? No, or something no, no, like no. That? They, they, they phrase it completely differently, and I'm going to try to find it. But I saw it this morning, and I started laughing. Just the the, the difference in the way the the same story is covered under the two administrations. It's, same it's scenario, different yep. title. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, the refugee. Uh, oh, I just had it. The 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 refugee camp is what they call it. Yeah. I, I think what we've learned from Due North and what we're learning from the likes of the California proposals is that, to me, the academy is failed because the academy does not embrace America. Yeah. And I what I don't understand is it's failing now more so than ever, but it's still being pimped. It's still being pushed. They still see it as the right thing to do and a success. And it's clearly not. It's it's a miserable failure. I would not spend the money. I would I would say that the three kids I used to have all got wonderful college educations and did so before they would have been weighted down with this BS. 
I think I just made it. The last kid I used to have graduated from college in 2007. Uh, one graduated from college in 96, one graduated from college in 2000, one graduated from college in 2007. Uh, they all made it prior to the social media age. They all made it prior to the cell phone and every hand age. And they all made it before the creation of space, uh, uh, safe spaces and political identity. And they're all three are successful. Well, you're going to get emails. We had cell phones oh. and social media in 07. Whatever. I'm just trying to help you, you so you don't get any yeah. So your youngest is now in her mid-30s? The youngest just turned. <laughs> well, she was born in 85, so what's that make her, 36? Yeah. Oh, I'm so old. Yeah. Oh. You are. I think how oh. Joe feels. God Almighty! You guys are. Why do you think I'm in a rocking chair? <laughs> rocking a, away. Here I go. She was a away. kid, an yeah. intern helping at the fair. Right. Oh. oh, well, look at Rook's kids. They were infants. Right. Yeah. They now own Sun Country Airlines or whatever the hell they do. <laughs> oh, God Almighty. Honest to God. Mine turns 10 in November. Isn't that something? Yeah. The Isn't one that, that John something? made scream his head off when I brought him into the studio the one day. Say, Schmelz Countryside, Volkswagen, and Maplewood, it's my store. Uh, it has been for 15 years speaking to some of those kids i used to have that's where they ended up getting their cars if you know what i'm saying uh, the old man was good to them uh it's still it's uh, one of the few family-owned dealerships maybe in the country because it's multi-generational most of these uh, auto dealerships are owned uh, by people who own about 40 of them that's not true at schmelz it's a really really multi-generational dealership and they compete and hang in there because they go the extra mile in giving you the service Right now, you can take a great advantage of a Volkswagen sign and drive SUV event through March. Just sign and drive it away. Zero percent interest for 72 months on all SUVs. The Atlas, the Tiguan, also getting uh, that Atlas is very cool. Uh, and also, in March and April, you can check out a special tire event. Buy three tires and get the fourth one free. You all know where it is. You've seen it all your life. It's been there a Quadrant. long time. Quadrant, man. Southeast Quadrant of Highway 61 and 36. It's been there for a long, long time. Uh, I keep meaning to call Jonathan and say, are you the first Volkswagen dealership in the state or the second? I'm betting they're the first. They, uh, they've been around a long time. You go to SchmelzVW.com. There's all the inventory. Great website. And remember that you're going to go sign and drive an SUV out of there for 0% interest for 72 months. And that tire event. Yeah, this month in April, pay for three tires and get one free at Schmelz Countryside, Volkswagen, Alfa Romeo, and Fiat in Maplewood. Hey, it's Reavers here once again for Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. And Josh has a very simple question for you, and it's, do you know what you own? You see, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold's clients, they always know what they own. And Josh has found that most people that he meets with every single day, they have no idea. Josh has seen retirement portfolios that have a big percentage in bonds, and there are real instances of people paying more in commissions and fees than they can possibly make on the rate of return that these bonds currently yield. So Josh begs of you, no 
know what you own. And make sure you tune in to Garage Logic every Tuesday and Thursday for Mr. Money Talks Report. You're going to hear it from himself. That's right. Josh joins us every Tuesday and Thursday in Garage Logic. Trust is often overused and it's even harder to find. Please, you can take it from me that you can trust Josh. Give him a call today for that free 48 minute financial consultation at 952 925 5608. That's 952 925 5608. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. For a beautiful lawn all season long, get on the horn right now with ProfessionalTurf.com. ProTurf customers already know that their ProTurf, well, their ProfessionalTurf.com treated lawn is going to grow like crazy in April. And once again, they're going to have the best lawn in the block until it's covered with snow again next winter. When you click on ProfessionalTurf.com, oh, wait a, wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. Stop everything. Reavers? Yep. Didn't you just sign up with them recently? I got my bid this morning, as a matter of fact. I went to ProfessionalTurf.com. When you go there, you just you, you click on the free estimate, okay? Fill out all your information, your address, your phone number, things of that nature, where you heard about it, of course. I picked WCCO. No, I'm kidding. I picked uh, <laughs> Garage Logic, and that would have been maybe a week or two weeks ago, and came out this morning, uh, did the bid, and put it right in my mailbox. It Sounds to me like that's easier than trying to get that cheese bread. Much easier. Much easier. <laughs> Especially when, gonna, the, especially when the rep uh, clarifies it so much more eloquently. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to break. I'm going to break the rules here. I've never mentioned prices in all the years that I've been using ProTurf, but everybody asks me, including you, Such, and including you, John, Chris. How much are you going to pay? Let's Honestly, just break the rules and come out with it. I don't think it's much more than 200, or it might even be less than that for the whole summer. But think of this: they give you five different treatments. And if you go buy a bag of Scots at Fratelloni's, even with Mike's rebate, that's still like 59 bucks a bag, I think, something like that. Plus, what I love about it is you don't have to walk your lawn going, well, what the hell is that weed? Yeah, I don't have <laughs> to do anything. Who cares what it is? ProTurf is doing it. And, uh, John, you asked an innocent but uh, yeah. a rather stupid question because... <laughs> Uh, go ahead and ask the question so I can cut you off at the knees. Well, we want to get some landscaping done. Do they do landscaping? John, do you listen to the program? Seriously. Like... Of course Come on, they you do hillbillies. Wrap this up. I've been talking about their landscape service for years. They, they turn my Adams family yard into a, a neighborhood gathering spot. It's beautiful. So ProfessionalTurf.com, landscaping, sprinkler work, and the best lawn on the block, ProfessionalTurf.com. We uh, more than occasionally hear from Steve Mulholland, who is a uh, loyal GLer, uh, GLer in the unlikely uh, belly of the beast in Minneapolis, and he wishes to applaud Dave Bliss in Sofia, Bulgaria, for his new edition of the GL Lexicon. Barricading is the perfect term for inventing obstacles that don't exist, only to seek and find profit from the pursuit. It brought to mind something I have been contemplating for some time regarding the motivations of the salon. More specifically, it is a quote from the great Don Olmeyer, a longtime television executive and pioneer of wide world of sports and Monday night football. The quote is simple. The answer to all your questions is money. Money is what motivates the world and is no different in the salon. After too many trips down the rabbit hole in my own corner of the universe here in Liberal Lakes, 
I have contended that the Salon's 2040 plan strategy is to make the city of Minneapolis as unlivable as possible with riots, carjackings, and no-go autonomous zones. Consequently, those who can flee the city will do so. Eventually, property values will fall far enough that developers who are in the pockets of Salon dwellers will swoop in to build their cheap apartment buildings where single-family homes once stood. The proceeds go to the carpet-bagging developers and their Salon-occupying accomplices. You see, the answer to all your questions is money. Thanks, Joe. All the best to you and the boys. Keep pushing back. Loyal GL listener Steve. I'm afraid there's more truth in that than, than would appear. Here's John Height in the newsroom. Thank you, Joe. This uh, update brought to you by ProfessionalTurf.com, who indeed does do landscaping. <laughs> <laughs> Governor Tim Walz announcing on Thursday morning, Minnesota had administered more than 2 million COVID-19 vaccine doses. The governor said it took less than one month to administer the second million doses, while it took more than two months for the state to administer the first million. Minnesota has increased vaccination rates as supply has increased from the federal government. As of Thursday's vaccine report, 1,303,210 Minnesotans had received at least one dose and 764,275 Minnesotans are fully vaccinated. That translates to nearly 77% of adults 65 years of age or older who have received at least one dose. I have, I have a question. Yesterday we had the report where he and Lieutenant Governor Flanagan had a quarantine uh, because right. of possible... Expo- How have they not been vaccinated? You're the bleeping uh, governor. She has won so far. She has one shot. She hasn't got her second one, hasn't received her second one. He has not been vaccinated. I read in the paper this morning. Why, which surprised though? me. Yeah, why the governor wouldn't we be don't know. high on the list? I don't yeah. know. He's an anti-vaxxer. No. If it turns out he doesn't want one. <laughs> Kenny, don't, don't say that. <laughs> a Ramsey County squad vehicle was hit by another vehicle near Arden Hills late Wednesday night. According to the Ramsey County Deputies Federation, officers were responding to a call to help out another agency. And a patrol deputy was hit broadside by a fleeing stolen vehicle. It happened right along Highway 10 near County Road 96 just before 10 in the evening. Uh, the sheriff's office uh, said the driver of the stolen vehicle was fleeing police who had terminated the chase before the crash. But the vehicle took an exit in that area and ended up hitting the squad. The squad's lights and sirens were on. Both the driver of the stolen vehicle and the officer hospitalized. Uh, both should be okay, but the Ramsey County officer uh, has uh, some pretty bad injuries. Broken kneecap, broken Ooh. toe, possible head injuries, fractured ribs, and a bruised lung from the crash. Uh, did you guys see the picture of the squad car? Yes. Wow. Uh-huh. Oh, it is. Wow. A, Quite yeah, destroyed. Quite destroyed. Quite destroyed. Russian President Vladimir Putin said Thursday that U.S. President Joe Biden's remarks about him reflect the past and current problems in the United States. Biden was asked in an interview this week whether he thought Putin was a killer and replied, I do. Asked about Biden's comments during a video call marking the anniversary of Russia's annexation of Crimea, Putin charged that it reflected the United States' own troubled history. The Russian leader pointing to the U.S. atomic bombing of Japan during World War II, as well as America's past history with Native Americans and slavery. The exchange of tough statements comes on the heels of a declassified report from the U.S. National Intelligence Director's Office that found Putin authorized influence operations to try to help Donald Trump win re-election in the November U.S. presidential election. When asked about that report, President Biden said Putin will pay a price for it. Asked what he would tell Biden in response to his remarks, Putin would say, be well, 
I wish him health, and I say that without any irony or joking. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Hmm. No, he didn't say the nudge, nudge, wink, wink. I'm glad Biden's taken off on this creep. He's, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, he's your guy, Suits, so, yeah. Well. <laughs> it's just wow. what I'm he- hearing on the streets of my very it's small a, town. It says on social media all the time now, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. Americans will be getting right. extra, extra when time does he have his, When does he have his press conference? Apparently he talked to reporters outside it, the White House tonight? yesterday. Is he? I thought there was a formal press conference coming up. Google it, Reavers. But you know the the you're talking about the video where a lot of people thought it was fake and thought staged. It was fake green yeah. screen, yeah. yeah, which I thought was kind of funny. They actually, yeah, they proved that to be uh, it is not right. fake. Yeah, it's right. real. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Americans will be getting extra time to get their taxes ready. The Internal Revenue Service says it's delaying the traditional tax filing deadline from April 15th until May 17th. The IRS announced the decision Wednesday, said it would provide further guidance in the coming days. Uh, Chuck Reddig is a IRS commissioner. He said the IRS wants to continue to do everything possible to help taxpayers navigate the unusual circumstances related to the pandemic while also working on important tax administration responsibility. This decision postpones when individual taxpayers have to file their return and when their payment is due. The IRS said taxpayers who owe money would not face any further penalties or interest if they pay by May 17th. The new deadline also applies to individuals who pay self-employment tax. Taxpayers do not need to take any action to take advantage of the new deadline. However, the new deadline does not apply to estimated tax payments that are still due on April 15th. Those remain due on that day. Yes. Chris, go ahead and uh, throw some coins in the scan bucket right now before okay. I even ask. Uh-oh. Oh, a preemptive drop of coins. Okay. Okay. Uh, I have to admit, I was on Twitter reading about the deputy's car that caught on fire last night. Did you just tell us uh-huh. that I don't have to pay in or file by the 15th of April? Well, I did not. Uh, here's the deal. You don't have to file until May 17th. However, I don't know if you're one of those po- folks that pay estimated taxes every quarter. No, no Well, then, no. You, then you're good. Then you don't have to do anything until May 17th if you don't oh, want to. Laura. Joe, everything's, uh, something's going to happen. Something bad's going to happen to me. Everything's going my way in the last month. Everything. Well, that's Something not good. bad. That's something not bad's going to happen to me. good. <laughs> Reavers, did you find the press conference info? Just waiting for a pause in the conversation. Here's the pause. Brian. Wait, you mean to tell me if this uh, conversation pause? Check this pause. out. If we pause right now. Uh, Biden will hold his first press conference as president a week from today, March 25th. God, wow. they're really training him, aren't they? They're know really that. training him. Shoots, remember last January when I told you guys off the air that every day of my life is worse than the last day? <laughs> yes, yep. it's yeah, sad. Yep. Yeah. yep. The complete opposite is true now. Something bad is going to happen. Why don't you buy a lottery ticket? Yep, Powerball, brah. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Oh, okay. Go ahead, guys. I'm glad. I'm glad I could bring you that good news, Kenny. I, I feel. Thank you, John. Thank you. Yeah, I feel. I feel much. If we better. were all in studio, he might lay a wet one on you right now. Oh God! <laughs> Give a, me a kiss, Johnny. <laughs> a San Antonio man arrested by the U.S. Secret Service near Vice President Kamala Harris's residence in Washington D.C. on Wednesday. A rifle and ammo found in his car, which was at a parking garage. Oh boy. 
CNBC said the man is identified as 31-year-old Paul Murray. He is now charged with carrying a dangerous weapon, carrying a rifle or shotgun outside of a business, possession of unregistered ammunition, and possession of a large-capacity ammunition feeding device. He was found outside the Naval Observatory, where Harris's home, the vice president's home, is located. The home is undergoing renovations right now, so Harris and her husband were not there. The Brazos County Sheriff's Office in Texas said Wednesday night they had been in contact with Murray, the fellow who was arrested, over the past two weeks because family members were concerned about his behavior. The agency was monitoring him because they thought he might have been in possession of weapons. Healthcare providers and Murray's family got information he may have been headed to Washington, D.C. That's when the law enforcement agency notified their federal partners. It's nice when things the system works out. Uh, that's mm-hmm. how it should play out. Thank you. And I, I still don't understand how to use an auto feeder. That's what you were talking about. Uh, I, 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 I can't make them work. Anyway, go ahead. What? I, uh, I it's that thing that you mentioned that feeds <laughs> magazines. Oh, I see. I yeah, gotcha. it's, so you can fill them up quick. I, I just make like a mess What the of hell are you talking about? <clears throat> It was uh, it was part of my story, Joe. I didn't realize that either, though, until Kenny just explained. Not yeah, to sound not like a dummy, but are you talking like the thing Rambo used? Is that <laughs> John? Continue, please. John, continue, Next please. Nice <laughs> reference. Is that an auto feed? Wednesday, the Twins announced the 2021 broadcast schedule. For the fourth time in franchise history, every regular season game will be televised. Uh, some will be well. You know, of course. If I may editorialize for a moment, yes. of course, for the uh, many of us who won't give in to the tyranny of cable or satellite television (laughs) and won't won't kowtow to Sinclair Broadcasting. There will only be six games broadcast that we can see. Uh, Bally Sports North, formerly known as Fox Sports North, will televise 156 games. If, you know, you're lucky enough to have Fox Sports North. John, just quit being such a cheap you-know-what. It's got nothing to do with money. It's got nothing to do with my high What's it have to do with that? They don't, all the streaming services and Sinclair cannot reach any kind of agreement because Sinclair's being a bunch of, <clears throat> yeah, and they own Bally Sports North. Uh, of course, it used to be Fox Sports North, but Bally Sports now, so people can bet and they can make more money because, you know. You are so enough. crusty. You are so <laughs> crusty. Six games, though, will be on FS1, four on ESPN, one exclusively on Fox's national broadcast, and one exclusively on YouTube. So I will be able to watch. A few of the games. You know what? Just can't watch them on FSN. I signed yes. up for this. What is this service I have now, Chris, with the dish? Uh, DirecTV. Uh, DirecTV. And I, I have to admit, I don't like them, but I have Fox Sports North, and I get to watch the Wild every time they play. It makes me so happy, yep. and I don't care what it costs me. I get to watch the Wild. They're playing tonight at Colorado. And, and I get to watch them. Yippee! There literally is no reason to have any of that except for Fox Sports North. There. What I'm are the? Now. I'm done now. What are the NCAA yeah. games today? Is that part of the, the tournament or these, are these play-in games? Yeah, these are the play-in games. The right. tournament itself starts tomorrow night. I always thought it started on a Thursday. It usually does, but because of the unusual nature of the setup this year, they're doing oh. it differently. All right. And I agree with you, John. Uh, I get Mav TV. It's a racing channel on uh, this yeah. d- dish thing. Uh, and I pay for it, but ironically, here at the office, I get it for free on Roku TV. <laughs> what a rip! What a rip off! Joe, you you seen anything? Yep. What kind of bird we looking at there, Such? Is that double, double bed, breasted, uh, bre- uh, breasted uh, big bird? Uh, Joe, he damn near just choked himself grabbing the binoculars. So, but John, back to your yes. your TV setup. You love oh, baseball as much setup. as I do, right? 
Uh, that's yeah, a that's a I, fair assessment. You I, I you like love baseball me, as much as guitars almost. You you like me would watch the St. Louis Cardinals play the Padres on a Thursday that's night. That's correct. Yes. Who cares what it costs? I will have MLB.tv for free. I can watch 29 other games every day. But you're not or watching the Twins. 15. Well, so be it. Right. You know, what are you going to do? Right. What are wow, do? John. Wow. You know, I, this shouldn't surprise me coming from a guy that lives in Minnesota and loves the Packers. It shouldn't <laughs> surprise me. From the to, me it all speaks of, uh, to me, it all speaks of being penurious. I don't oh. even know what that means. Holy cow, Such. As Rookie oh. would Cheap. say, What's bleep that word. Cheap. Yeah, screw you with whatever yeah, word penurious. that is. Penurious. <laughs> Nothing to do with being cheap. Penurious. Nothing at all. all right. Go back to looking at birds. <laughs> From the Star Tribune, citing Minnesota's restrictive liquor laws, Tatters All Distilling announced Thursday it'll open a destination distillery and a second production facility this year in River Falls, Wisconsin. Really? Yeah, John Creedler is Tattersall's founder and chief officer. He said, we've been on the hunt for a second location for over two years. Because of Minnesota's restrictive liquor laws to maintain our presence in Minneapolis, we were forced to look outside the state's borders. The popular distillery started in 2015 with two gins, a vodka and aquavit. Within a month of opening the Northeast Minneapolis location, the distillery bought more equipment and has expanded three times in less than six years. They now produce more than 30 varieties of spirits and liqueurs distributed in 30 states. They need to expand yet again, had them looking for more space, and they started here in Minnesota. However, Minnesota's liquor laws cap microdistilleries production at 40,000 proof gallons if they have a cocktail room or want to sell directly to customers. The law also limits daily on-site sales, multi-year effort by the Minnesota Distillers Guild, which includes Tattersall, to change the laws has been unsuccessful. That's so, just more reason that you should go to HarmonySpirits.net and sign up for that monthly newsletter. They are now heading to River Falls, a new 75,000 square foot facility which will be built. Penurious. <laughs> Penurious. Extremely stingy. Mm-hmm. Extremely stingy. Mm-hmm. I'm not stingy. Also Fortune. extremely poor, destitute, and indigenous. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know... <laughs> We always knew you hated poor people, Such. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> oh. uh, excuse me, I lost my place here. That's the, okay. uh, well, I can, I can help you, John. I got it. Yeah, what okay. do you need? Well, I'm noting now that Fauci says maybe the kids in school can be three feet apart instead of six feet. Oh, I saw that. all right. Yeah. 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 Well, okay, thank you. That's it. Huh? That's all I okay. have. It's the only thing I have to say. I, sounds sounds good. Six feet two weeks ago. It's, it's three feet. Okay. The House of Representatives passed legislation in rare bipartisan fashion Wednesday that will award the Congressional Gold Medal to officers of the U.S. Capitol Police and the Metropolitan Police Department for their work uh, protecting the Capitol on January 6th. Legislation also provides for a third gold medal to be given to the Smithsonian. That one will be displayed for research purposes. The final vote, 413 to 12. Twelve Republicans voted against the bipartisan legislation. Uh, their reasoning? They didn't like the use of the word insurrection. Huh. Uh-huh. Uh, Joe, back to your, uh, your Fauci note that you just dropped. I saw a great tweet that just said, March 2020, we just need two weeks to slow the spread. 
March 2021, maybe in four months I can hug my mom and dad again. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty funny. What, what keeps me from going completely ballistic on this vaccine are the people who have had real, real suffering. And uh, it, it, it tempers my will, it tempers my desire to have a tremendous outburst about the, the BS characteristics of this. But there are pe- not only the deaths, but the people, there is some people who just have suffered tremendously well, sure. yeah. from this thing. And he, for, for months and months and up to a year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A Nova Scotia man is sharing his disappointment over the experience he had buying a bicycle that he wanted to use toward paving the way to a healthier lifestyle. Instead, his situation led him down a road of discouragement. His name is Sar- uh, Sebastian Barsetti. He lives in the Halifax suburb of Eastern Passage, and he weighs a little over 300 pounds. Mm. He said he spent months saving up for a bicycle. He eventually decided to go with a giant model. He said he made the oh, purchase. Oh, so. <laughs> well, that's actually the name of the, the oh, company, oh, Giant yeah. Giant Model. He ain't riding he said, no big, big wheels, Trake. Well, uh, hang on. Don't get ahead of the story here. He said he made the purchase online through the Giant Bicycles website and received notification it would be ready to pick up at its Halifax location. Prior to heading to the shop to pick up his new bike, he said he contacted the store to ask some questions about proper adjustments. Barsetti said, I told them my weight and my height, and shortly after they told me they wouldn't sell me the bike because of my weight. Oh! Because I was over the maximum weight to have the bicycle. I bet they take care of my eco-fund. You damn right they they would. would. He said the refusal caught him off guard. He ended up talking to the owner of Giant Halifax over the phone. Barsetti said he stated he didn't intend to ride the bicycle until he weighed in under the maximum limit. What do they Uh, care? He was willing to make a purchase. What a bunch of jerks. Don't don't get ahead of the story, Chris. Sorry, I did go racy on it. Barry Meisner, the owner of Giant Halifax, said his refusal to give Barsetti the bicycle was strictly rooted in his concerns over his safety. Meisner uh, noted his primary fear is that the components of the bicycle would fail and result in Barsetti enduring serious, possibly life-threatening injuries. He said, I won't compromise anybody's health. I couldn't live with that. So he understood that the bike is not safe to ride, it's not designed to support his weight, and it would void the warranty. And at that point, he just hung up on me. He'd be lucky to find a horse that would support his weight. Jeez. Well, no, 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 no. Uh, (laughs) Here we go. Here comes the track. Walk her back. Backtrack. Walk her back. Okay, let me walk that back. Uh, (laughs) Clearly. Uh, clearly, the yep. uh, bicycle people at the Giant mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. were uh, <laughs> thinking the tubular strength was uh, insufficient <laughs> to support uh, certain amounts of kilograms. Uh, therefore, uh, we're going to have to cease and desist on this fellow until he loses a couple pounds and then gets back in there. He should buy a vintage beach cruiser. I have a couple, and these bikes weigh about 50 pounds. You can <laughs> barely get up a hill with them. They're so heavy. I don't know how you kids, Such, in the 40s, rode these bikes the way you did. Well, first of all, Kenny, uh, your, your constant uh, insults to me are, uh, are falling on deaf ears. I, I wasn't get around the net, in the Chris. 40s. Get the net, Chris. We got a big one. <laughs> Say, I got a positive Thursday email. Oh. 
uh, addressed to the desk of the mayor. And these dire times offer a ray of hope and neighborly advice to all residents of Garage Logic. If you are lucky enough to live within driving distance of Garage Logic and have the luxury of being able to patronize the various establishments that advertise with the podcast, you only need to turn an out-state, an out-of-state relative onto the show. And henceforth, you can get your Grunhoffers run financed by said out-of-state relatives who will be unable to resist the rave reviews of their various meats. Last weekend, I headed to Hugo. I got meatloaf and brats to send to Cheyenne, Wyoming, along with potato and blood sausage to send to Fargo, North Dakota. And finally, I treated myself to a meatloaf or two and some thick-cut bacon added on as a delivery fee. The only downside is you will surely be incessantly pestered on when you will be making another Grunhofer's run in order to replenish their supply. Garage Logic Apprentice Handy Andy. And I got another email. Uh, we mentioned yesterday uh, the new baby named Amelia. Uh, yeah. Yesterday, our son-in-law, John Schaefer, wrote in, and you approved my new granddaughter, Amelia's name. I am grateful for your uh, blessing. But I must admit, if you would have rejected my great-grandmother's name, I would have lost a lot of confidence in you. My wife, Sue, and I are also grateful to John and our daughter, Anne, for granting us full access to our first grandkid. It would have been a long trip back to Nebraska last Sunday if they had denied us a chance to meet Amelia in person. Uh, John is a lifelong Nebraskan, but when he moved to Minnesota with our daughter three years ago, he started converting. Your podcasts have rapidly accelerated the process. During our trip last weekend, he displayed his love of all things Grunhoffers, including the seasonings. It goes on everything. Every house needs to make sure they have it on hand. It makes everything better. Agreed. We, we put it on all different forms of beef, pork, and chicken, but we don't stop there. It improves any form of potatoes, whether they are baked, mashed, or fried. All our meats are grilled with Grunhofer seasoning, but sprinkling on other dishes is like sprinkling, sprinkling happiness on your food. We are thankful for our new granddaughter, and she will keep us making frequent trips to Minnesota. But with your big announcement yesterday and our assumption, Grunhofer's new store will be in Nebraska. Having a Grunhofer's nearby is going to save us a lot of gas. We left a not-so-huddle hint with our daughter. We're looking forward to our Easter visit and a Grunhofer ham. What did I say? Subtle not so is what subtle. you meant. We, we, we left a not-so-subtle hint with our daughter. We are looking forward to our Easter visit and the Grunhofer's ham in two weeks, assuming the new branch in Nebraska won't be open on time for Easter this year. Dave Chapin, Lincoln, Nebraska. Dave, uh, we don't know who's going to get the new Grunhofer's. Uh, there, is a, uh, there is a new one in the offing, but I really doubt it will be in Nebraska. Wait a Sorry. minute. You know yeah. what Spencer should do? Because huh. he loves it when we come up with ideas for his business. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he should bid this out. Hey uh, Hopkins. Hey uh, Eden Prairie. Oh, who who you wants are some? Onto something. Who who wants oh. some Grunhofer? Love? Who's going to step forward with the tax in, uh, taxing uh, with the uh, yeah financing yeah, figure? Yeah. Yeah. But seriously, yeah, yeah. he should go to every city and say, "Hey, who wants you know thousands upon thousands of people descending upon their city every day?" That's what he should do. Well, but for now, it's still our old established favorite shop, Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo, right at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. And let me let me reinforce what Dave from Lincoln, Nebraska, uh, told us. We're all looking forward to an Easter ham. It's that double-smoked ham from, from Grunhofer's. It's just absolutely fantastic. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo on Highway 61.
Nobody talk. Hello. You'll learn more here by... No, I already played that one. Let's try this one. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Here it is, Positive Thursday. That means Mr. Mike Schoonover of Schoonover Body Works and Glass in Shoreview. Uh, what is that? County E in Lexington. He's normally with us, but we gave him the day off today because I want to read some reviews that I've been collecting here the last couple of weeks. The first one comes from Golden Valley. My husband, of course, I love the blame game, starts right at the beginning, even in a review. My husband destroyed the front end of his car when he and a deer had an unfortunate meeting on a rural Minnesota road. At the recommendation of our normal service shop, we brought it into Schoonover. We got the car back yesterday. I'm really stunned at how nice it looks. You would not even be able to pick up on the fact that the whole front end was essentially replaced. Here's one from Kevin. I used Schoonover three times now. Each time I was very happy with the work they did. I knew clearly what was going to happen from the start. They updated me regularly via email and text. Afterwards, there was follow-up. And I've told my insurance company, they are my preferred place for body work. One more, and I like this one from a Dodge owner, Maria. Schoonover does what's right for their customers. They fix my car right the first time, always. And let me tell you, you can never tell where the work is done. Uh, from the estimators, Tom and Pat, to Nikki, who's always there to greet you, it's a wonderful, wonderful place. Uh, and you can tell... Uh, that Mike uh, makes sure all of his customers are treated great and has a passion for his business. We have a choice, GLers, and we we're so thankful that you, along with us, have chose have chosen <laughs> Schoonover Body Works and Glass. It was going pretty good right up yeah, until then, wasn't it? I, al- I almost made it through. <laughs> so my mother chose it, Schoonovers for me. <laughs> whether, whether I guess, Mom. <laughs> Do knows best. <laughs> yes, she does. Oh, uh, whether it's glass, service, body work, oh. oil changes, tires, whatever, we recommend Schoonover Body Works and Glass. 80 years of service. Thank you for choosing SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. So Only she chose it baseball, baseball for me. For me. Chose it. <laughs> God, I love him. Honest yeah. to God. My favorite so story awesome. ever. Who was the kid? Who was the guy, Rook, who had to wear the helmet on the base path? John Olerud. John Olerud. John Olerud. Best he, story ever. He gets to first, and <laughs> he says to him, "Oh man, we had a guy last year who wore a helmet like this on the bases." And and Olerud says, "Ricky, that was me. We He's were like, on the same yep, team." Yeah, Ricky, that was uh, that was me. <laughs> that was- and it's, isn't it also true that he was so proud of his first million-dollar check from the Yankees that he framed it? Yeah. And then someone said, why didn't you cash it? <laughs> he just he framed his first million-dollar paycheck. Oh. Only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Mumpumalanga, South Africa, from our friend Wanda Gag. It's uh, on this day in Minnesota history, March 18th, 1858. Ottertail, Becker, and Breckenridge counties are formed. Becker, Beltrami, Becker. I don't think there still is a Breckenridge, is there? Uh, Ottertail, Becker, and Breckenridge. 
the first is named for the lake and river and is an English translation of the original Ojibwe name, probably for an otter tail-shaped sandbar in the lake. Otter tail. Becker County honors George L. Becker, one of three representatives the new state of Minnesota had planned to send to Congress. When it was discovered that the state was permitted only two representatives, lots were drawn and Becker lost. Breckenridge County honors Vice President John C. Breckenridge, but when he later became a Confederate in the Civil War, the residents of the county voted to change the name to Clay County. I was right, honoring Unionist Henry Clay instead. I'll be damned. I know there was uh, uh, Becker, Beltrami, Benton, Big Stone, Blue Earth, and Brown. There you go. Are your, are your B County? Ain't no Breckenridge in there. Ain't no Breckenridge. There's, there's a city of Breckenridge. Yeah. In, Wil- in Wilkin County. All right. Yeah. Wilkin, Winona, right. Uh, yeah, I got John, on your double. Stop w- it. <laughs> stop it, John. <laughs> Thank you, GLers. Lovely weather ahead. First Lovely of all. Lovely weather ahead. First of all. I need to give you a message on behalf of our friends at Harmony Spirits, located down in Harmony, Minnesota, which is right next to Lanesboro, Minnesota, we discovered during a commercial break. (laughs) Um, Folks, first of all, the tasting room is wide open. I visited the boys down there on Saturday, and uh, they have a number of craft cocktails at the tasting room that are just available there. You can't buy these in stores, but they also have the new spring menu that's out and about here. Uh, John, you're a rum guy. How about a pina colada? There, that's uh-huh. on, on uh, for uh, Harmony Spirits. Rum, pineapple juice, cream of coconut, the uh, blackberry vodka mojito. Also, they have the, this is going very slow, the blackberry bourbon lemonade. I am going to actually try making Ooh, this yeah. tonight because that sounds wonderful. They're uh, also available uh, at your local liquor store. Mine is at Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, of course, in South Minneapolis. But listen, go into your local liquor store, ask for the Harmony brand by name. But if you are out and about on this glorious weekend, stop in. Meet the fellas and tell them you heard about it on GL. Also, visit their website, HarmonySpirits.net, and please sign up for that monthly newsletter. One lucky person, and it's a free newsletter, by the way, is going to be randomly selected to receive a free bottle of Harmony Spirits just by subscribing to their newsletter. May I uh, inject one more thing about Breckenridge, Minnesota? Please. Mm-hmm. It's the hometown of Cheryl Teagues. That's where she was really? born. Really? Yeah. Really? Is Cheryl really Teagues the one that Joe called the wrong name at the fair? No. <laughs> oh. You're thinking of the, the gal that was on uh, Gilligan's Island. Gilligan's That's right. Island. Cheryl, Cheryl Teagues, a model. Right, but she was you on. With, she was on with Roycey at the fair. That's what I'm. That's why I'm getting her Got confused. It. Okay. Very attractive. Uh, what's the uh, very What's the sister yeah. city of Breckenridge? Tell me. Wapiton, North Dakota. Very good, John. Very. Well, good. we always said Wapiton, Breckenridge when I was a kid. Whenever we played sports against them. Kenny, so. is it Wapiton, North Dakota, or South Dakota? North Dakota. Does it matter, Jeez. Chris? Yeah, they're it both really the same. You know, matter. you know what? I hate you guys. Yeah, no, you don't. <laughs> Hey, also, don't forget to subscribe to Garage Logic and see our YouTube channel. Also, download that PodMN app. And one lucky GLer is going to win a Garage Logic t shirt just by listening to us via the PodMN app. And you can find all of our social media channels at the website, which is, of course, garagelogic.com. Happy Positive Thursday, y'all.
It's that time once again here in Garage Logic where we check in with our guy, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. And GLers, do yourself a favor and check in with Josh today for that free 48 minute, no cost, no obligation financial consultation. And you can do so by calling 952 925 5608. When you call that number, you get Josh and you always get straight talk. You never get sugar coated advice. And Josh is on the line with us right now. And Josh, congratulations to you. I saw the news on Sun Country stock this morning. And Josh, you you have been recommending travel for a long time, so well done, sir. Thank you very much. Sun Country did go public, the first airline IPO in several years, and it was a successful launch. Stock trading just under $36 a share this morning. Probably still has some upside, though I'm not really big on airlines, as I have described before. But air travel is starting to pick up with the vaccines coming faster than people had ex- expected. Travel, some pent-up demand for getting out of sheltering in place. Travel is going to continue to be big. Additionally, Disneyland in California planning to open their doors the end of April. Disney has been a very solid performing stock and has helped lead the Dow over the past several months. Not so much on its travel and leisure, but on its entertainment assets as Disney Plus continues to rack up subscribers of all ages. And I do believe that people are going to continue with Disney. As we mentioned uh, the other day, tremendous need for content. So not only for does Disney have that content, Lucasfilms, Marvel, but also with ESPN and sports are coming back pretty strongly. And speaking of sports, I have been pounding the table. You can't hear that table pound for over the last year on regional gaming companies, casinos, companies like FanDuel, which is now part of Flutter, a British company, favorite DraftKings. These companies continue to make inroads as states prove online gambling and sports betting. Indeed, Penn Gaming, through their Barstool Sports app, got approvals in Illinois and Virginia over the last few days. Penn Gaming and Caesars, Caesars owns William Hill, one of the bigger sports books, are going to be added to the S&P 500 on Monday. So he got a little bit of a catalyst. That said, I've got just a small rant on the direction of interest rates moving up as the long-term bond market is fearful of inflation running rampant. The Fed, in their talk yesterday, said they'd like to see more inflation. Indeed, they've been pushing for inflation for the last 10 years and have, and it's been a conundrum why there hasn't been more inflation. Bond, I'll say the bond vigilantes are saying better to buy, well, maybe not better to buy bonds, but interest rates are going to go up. With interest rates going up, you should be selling your stock. Well, that to me does not make a lot of sense. Owning assets with rising sales, rising earnings over time uh, will outperform bonds. And with interest rates going up, bond values are going down. Just check if you want TLT, which is an exchange-traded fund uh, dealing with the long bond, and you can see its value, value, folks, going from $160 a share to $133 a share over the last month and a half. That is not an argument for owning bonds. Very good. And that's the reason that you need to get in touch with Josh today, GL, or Straight Talk. Never sugarcoat advice. 
Do yourself a favor and connect with Mr. Money Talk right now. Call 952-925-5608 for that free 48-minute, no-cost, no-obligation financial consultation. Josh will always, as I said, give you straight talk, never sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thanks so much for the time and the chat. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you again next week. You too. Thanks, Chris. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.